There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. It's time to talk all things cars. Drive Live Talks Automotive. We have two guests in the studio with us today. Uh, we'll start with you, Tom. Tom Pay is editor from Yella Compare. Tom, really good to have you on the program. Hello, how's it going? Good, very well, thank you. And Matthew Davidson, who's head of motor services at Dubizzle. Matthew, good to have you back as well. Great to be here. So, the summer typically used to be the kind of time where if you had a car, it's not great. However, um, we are seeing lots and lots of action. We went down to register a car maybe about a week ago and it was so busy. Is that normal, Matthew? Well, you know, um, I'm quite famous for the fact I practically live in Tazjil al-Basha. You weren't, you weren't there <laughs> when I went. I went and I was like, this queue's really long. And I thought, well, maybe Matthew might be there. And he wasn't. Oh, no, this is, uh, this is bad. Yeah. Could have bailed you out. No, I, we've seen, obviously, we've just completed July. And uh, I would say it's up there with one of the best Julys I've seen. And I've been here a long time now, 14 years. So mm. um, there's the... the Pre-owned car market particularly is very buoyant at the moment. There seems to be very decent activity. Okay. Um, We're going to come to you, Tom. You've been testing out Jeep as well, so we're going to talk about that in a few seconds. But just a reminder, if you want to know how much your car's worth, if you've got your eye on a car and you're thinking, is this price the right way? If you're thinking, what can I get for mine so I can buy something else? Do text us 4001 or via the Dubai Eye app. You can message us for free. So, Tom, tell us a little bit about what you've been behind the wheel of. Uh, sure. So uh, I've been behind the new uh, JL uh, designation uh, Jeep Wrangler. Uh, it's a completely, well, you wouldn't really know from the outside. It looks kind of the same as every other Jeep Wrangler, but underneath it's completely new, a complete redesign. Um, and, uh, yeah, the idea is that it kind of moves the Wrangler range a bit further forward and it makes it a bit more modern a bit more comfortable but uh, without kind of compromising on that off-road ability that it's so famous for comfort's the big thing here for a jeep wrangler i say this as a jeep wrangler driver oh, okay um i was forced into getting a jeep wrangler by my husband he really loves them and uh, i was slightly against it at first but actually it's a great car really good to handle uh, but the comfort level in the back we i don't know we've got i think the uh, rubicon model or something from okay, a couple yeah. of years ago maybe 2016 model mm-hmm. um five doors and I always advise people not to sit in the back because going over a speed bump, your head almost hits the ceiling sometimes. Yeah, uh, the, they're not exactly refined, those cars. I test drove one of those uh, about a year ago as well. And yeah, it's not exactly refined. You'd buy it for us because it looks cool and it's really great off-road, basically. You got uh, my husband in a nutshell there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the new one does look really cool, but it's it's so much better on the road than uh, than the previous one. It's uh, the, the They've kind of slanted the, just little things like they, they've slanted the uh, windscreen forward a little bit. So mm. then there's less wind noise there's more sound insulation there's uh there's less tire roar and then they've they've just updated all the toys on the dash and everything it's all kind of got this hose down quality that you kind of think well if i get it all dirty it'll be easy to clean off but it's all kind of just a bit better put together it's a bit nicer materials and uh yeah it's a it's a really convincing update uh yeah it's a really good car now yeah Mm. and and who are they aiming for with this update do you think well so there's the traditional wrangler buyers um and they they can have either the the basic one which is the sport model and that's your kind of no nonsense uh you know sparse interior hose down surfaces um but go anywhere off road that kind of thing and it's quite cheap as well uh, yeah. i think it starts at 132000 dirhams here um but uh or you can have the if you're a real off road nut you can have the rubicon one which you just alluded to it's uh 
and that it really does go anywhere. We we drove it up a mountain in Austria, and it just didn't miss a beat at all. It just took everything in its stride. It's incredible. Um, just the the way that the uh, the way that the the suspension artic- articulates the it's got a disconnected sway bar, so it keeps all four wheels on the road uh, on the road, no matter how badly undulated the road is. Uh, yeah, it's a beast off road basically. But so those those are your kind of traditional uh, buyers of Wranglers, and they'll be interested in those. But uh, I think the the pick of the range is the Sahara, and mm. that's kind of um, that kind of that's just more comfortable. It's got leather seats, it's got more toys, it's got more sound insulation, and uh, it provides what Jeep calls a everyday freedom, which is basically means like the freedom to go to the shops without having your head done in by tire noise. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, and yeah, it's, it's just like a nice premium product basically, and they're kind of hoping to attract more people that like the look of the Jeep but uh, don't really want to deal with its uh, drawbacks, and it, yeah, it solves those drawbacks basically. Okay, Matthew, there's something that you wanted to talk about and it's um, something I was I just mentioned to you recently. We changed cars and uh, my bank offered a service if you're buying a car that they will have a physical inspection. This is beyond what you go and do when you change an ownership. This is someone having a look, uh, getting underneath the bonnet, making sure everything works. Is this something that we're starting to see more often because the, as you say, the used car market is growing here? I think if you drew a line from 10 years ago to now, based on how many people do a physical inspection mm. uh, before purchase, it literally would be 45 degrees going straight upwards. Uh, every month on month, we're seeing now people, they're a lot more clued up ahead of buying cars. They're going on, they're doing their homework, they're checking reviews, they're checking Wikipedia, etc. And I think it's starting to become much more commonplace now to protect your investment with a physical inspection. That's having a company or garage do a full check, checking the chassis mechanically, electrically, checking for repainting, etc. And this is a great thing for the car market here, believe me, because what it's doing is it's making everybody raise their game, raise their bar up. Because what historically used to happen, people would... Uh, have accidents or problems with cars and then it would be passed to another owner who maybe didn't do any due diligence and then Mm. when they try and sell it to the third person they're the ones that get punished when really it was the first owner that that caused the problems and they're the ones that that should take the reduction in price so i think this is wonderful for the industry and watch this space because i feel that uh, ahead of purchase uh, this is going to be the way forward now, and you're going to see a lot more services popping up, uh, which will allow you, very similar to the RTA's comprehensive service, where you can do a, a more detailed check ahead of purchase. And, I mean, Tom, do you think this is something people are becoming more confident about doing themselves, or is it the kind of thing that you kind of pay someone else to do for you? Uh, I think it's definitely something you'd pay someone else to do. Um, and, yeah, the proliferation of uh, businesses that do offer this now is... Uh, yeah, that shows that people are willing to pay for for these services, and and so they should. I, I completely agree that uh, it's it's a good thing for the car market. And uh, yeah, you if you no matter what car you're buying, even if it's you know really old and uh, rubbish and knackered, you're still going to be paying a decent chunk of money for it. And you want to know what what you're buying basically. And uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, I think people are starting to realise that it's worth making the investment. It's a few hundred dirhams and just gives you a bit of peace of mind. Okay, just before. Uh, we've just got a few minutes left now, so let's just start with one of our first texts that we have in for cash or trash. Cash or trash. 
Okay, so this is a, quite a generic text, and this is probably my fault because, as I said, if you're interested in buying a car <laughs> and you want to know what it's worth or what you should be paying for it, do ask us. But lots of people do uh, say that. they have. This text comes in, there's no name on it, it says, what should the price be of an SRX Cadillac 2015? I have to say, I have no idea what that car looks like. Mm-hmm. So this, um, in terms of, uh, you can get some great deals on Cadillacs at the moment. Mm. Um, there's certain makes and uh, models that that fare better than others in the UAE, um, and you can get a lot of car, a lot of car, meaning a Cadillac's a lot of car. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they mentioned the kilometers. Or, I mean, we're guessing average there's kilometers. There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> there's no sort of further detail two, at all. 2015. Yeah. If we assume like 30, 35,000. Yeah. I mean, you, it would be as low as that. Maybe even knocking on the door of 40. But mm-hmm. you know, Cadillac's a luxury brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are always surprised when they get in a Cadillac what they have as even just basic features. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they should be looking around that 35, 40,000. Okay, we're going to continue with cash or trash. So please do keep your text coming in. To hear wants to know what a Ford Explorer uh, is. Well, to hear's agreed a price. He wants to know if it's the right price for his uh, Ford Explorer. Uh, there's also a Ford Mustang to look at next. If you want to get your car valued, if you're thinking of buying or selling a car, you want to know what it's worth, text us Ford 001 or via the Dubai Eye app. We'll answer your questions, your queries next. Drive Live talks automotive. We are talking automotive on the programme today. It's 20 past six and you are listening to Drive Live. I'm Natalie Lindo-Taylor, no Tim Elliott. So Rosanna Lockwood is alongside me. We have two guests in the studio today talking motoring and also getting challenged by accepting the challenge in terms of cash or trash. We have Matthew Davison, who's head of motor services at Dubizzle and Tom Pei, who's the editor at Yala Compare. So one welcome to you both. And we're going to crack straight on because we have lots and lots of cars to get to. Uh, there's a text in about a Ford Explorer from Tahir. Rog, do you want to go through that one? Yeah, this one is uh, yeah from to here. He says he's buying a Ford Explorer 2025. We're going to take that as 2015. White, 75,000 kilometers on the clock. Warranty and service until 2020. He's the second owner. Agreed price is 58,000 dirhams. He, he's asking, is that a good purchase, Matthew? Well, well he's, uh, he's, he's made it easier by saying warranty 2020 because it comes with a five-year warranty. So... For sure, it's a 2015. I mean, there's variants of the Explorer, for example, the XLT, the Limited, the base model. Um, if it's a fit 2015 uh, at that price, it's, I would imagine it's base model because uh, the XLT uh, would be more in the region of 75, 80. So at 58,000, it sounds like, like a good buy if it checks out mechanically. Just while we've got you as well, Tahir sends a follow-on message uh, talking about servicing based on what you were saying before, Matthew. He says, we'll conduct RTA comprehensive tests before buying. Will that be sufficient for my comfort? And what should I look for in the RTA comprehensive test results? So um, the RTA comprehensive check will will not go through the service history of the car. That's up, up to you to check through the book. And sometimes I'd always advise if there isn't clear documentation in the car, just go to the dealership with the owner. Uh, down to Ford and, and check out the history. Um, but you're looking for mainly repainting, accident damage, and uh, leaking, oil leaks, gearbox leaks, etc. They're the, they're the ones. Uh, and, and the RTA also do um, an OBD, a, an onboard diagnostic check as well. So the computer will read anything such as a misfire of a, a cylinder, etc. So 
Um, but the, the core things is accidents and leaks for sure. Hope that's cleared that up for you, Tahir. Um, we've got lots of uh, exciting cars coming mm. in on the cash or trash. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with this one. Uh, tell us what you think of this, both of you, actually. Uh, this is the trade-in value for a Ford Mustang GT convertible. It's a premium GCC spec. It has got quite a lot of kilometres on there, 133,000. It has been dealer serviced. So that's the first part of the question from Joe. What kind of... They're taking this down to a showroom and sort of saying, look, what can you help me get off a car? What kind of price should they be looking at, Tom? Uh, what year is it, sorry? It doesn't say what year it is actually uh for yeah it doesn't say but it's had 133,000 kilometers yeah the year would definitely help joe if you have the year maybe a 13 or 14 yeah, maybe, with those yeah kilometers. or maybe a bit older actually uh Possibly. yeah it's uh so uh, in terms of trade anyway you're never going to get the best value uh that you can uh, get it's 2014 uh, oh 2014 oh there yeah. you go yeah um so yeah and just in terms of a trade in i mean it's it's useful and it's um it's convenient to trade in, but you're never going to get the maximum value that you could out of the out of the car if you just than if you went on Dubizzle, for example, and uh, and did the hard work and sold it yourself. Uh, you'll get much more for your for your car than if you just traded in. Uh, I mean, that said, I mean, you might be able to get twenty or thirty grand off the price of your car if you traded it into a secondhand dealer. Um, okay. Just you just have to remember that the dealers will give you a lower price because they need to make a, a markup on the car when they sell it on. Joe is also following that up with a question about would you recommend the new Jeep JL or a base level Ford Raptor? So basically, uh, Joe knows what he's got, <laughs> wants to change it to either a Jeep J- JL or a base level Ford Raptor. What would the advice be of those two? Uh, I would go with the JL, to be honest. Uh, it's um, I think you get a lot more for your money with that. Mm, um, and, and such a huge delta in price between the two yeah you know you're, you're knocking on the door of double the price for the raptor quite yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah so um i mean that's that's a huge driver in a, in a decision making process and of course you have to ask the question do you need the room in the back mm-hmm. um do you need that storage space which the raptor is going to give you but it's a it's a big old truck to move around mm-hmm. um yeah. many of our customers that, that we get at the that when you talk to them when they're selling these cars they tell you that, oh, you know, I can't fit it into my car park or when I'm in, going into work, yeah. it's too big to, to go down to the car park. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, the, the, new, the new Jeep is, is yeah. pretty and, special. And, and, and obviously the Raptor, it's, it's for proper off-roaders kind mm-hmm. of thing. But how much off-roading are you really going to do? I mean, you might take it to the desert, uh, you know, maybe even once a month. That's great, great off-road use. But the Wrangler will be sensational in the desert as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I would go with the Wrangler on that one. And my husband would be, you know, hanging his head in shame thinking she would not be able to park that. But I happen <laughs> to think my parking is actually quite good. And uh, we've got loads and loads to get through. This is just more of a general question. It'd be great to get your opinion on this. Uh, this is, if petrol and diesel cars are being phased out, will there be a resale market for them in the UAE in the next five to ten years? I mean, do you... Do you um, it's difficult to see because we had someone um, call in last week on Cash or Trash. They'd won uh, a Tesla mm. in a competition. And they said, basically, the car is beyond what I would spend on a car. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to work out what I could sell it for. But because they're so new and they're quite expensive cars yeah. uh, for most people, the resale market is not quite developed yet, has it? Uh, not for electric cars, not so much. I mean... Uh, you're still, even if you're buying a used Tesla with quite a few thousand kilometers on it, you're still going to be paying quite a lot for it because they're in demand uh, and the kind of people that want them, they're the kind of people that need to have the latest gadgets first kind of thing. And that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, my job is to understand trends and, and, and predictions. And I've done a lot of work into this and I can tell you 
without a shadow of a doubt, the next stage for cars is going to be hybrid, which is a mixture between having yeah. an engine and an electric. But here in the UAE, until charging points are ubiquitous, until you see them absolutely everywhere, there's no way you're going to see uh, yeah. electric cars move forward that fast. Here, at least 20 years before yeah. you see uh, even remotely petrol being faded out. And then what will happen is you'll be in line with automation. So roads will actually not not be uh, able to be driven on by normal cars. There'll be only cars that run completely autonomously. So um, I would I would forget worrying about that for 20 years at least. What kind of hybrid cars are on the market? Because when I think hybrid, I just think Prius. But there must be plenty of other models. No, every single car showroom <laughs> you go to now. Are they yeah. all hybrid? Well, well they're not all most, hybrid. No, but, but they have the, a roadmap they have, to hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Most, yeah, most brands are starting to kind of... to at least have one hybrid model in the range. Um, I think by, by 2020, uh, most of them will and, have. And, uh, and right yeah. from the very bottom to the top, McLaren, as an example, which is a high-end sports car, they just announced that by 2022, every single car they produce will be hybrid, every single one. So already car manufacturers are making a, a roadmap to, to fully hybrid. With mm. McLaren, though, it's more about using electric power for fun rather than... Uh, yeah, but what, <laughs> if, you, if you notice what happens, innovations in F1 then move into sports cars, yeah, into hypercars, yeah. and then move down into, into family cars. That's true, yeah. Things yeah. like so, regenerative uh, braking, that's actually really useful, and that's pretty standard on most hybrid cars or electric cars now, uh, and, and that's in F1. For, Porsche have, like, the, you know, they have a 4x4 that's coming, their mm -hmm. sort of Cayenne-type car. The Cayenne and hybrid's been out for yeah. now. And there's, yeah. a, there's another one with green... Um, ceramic wheels on. I don't know what that is. Oh, the uh, the nine one eight Spider. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's a supercar kind of thing as well. And that's um, again, I think that's more about using electric power to make things faster but rather than more. In terms yeah. of, of performance developments, always look at the sports cars to what's coming next. And yeah. in terms of luxury, if you take Mercedes S Class for example, the features that that car will have will be what normal cars will have usually four or five years later. So um, it's coming, uh, and certainly within the next five years, you'll see a lot more hybrid cars on the road. Pretty okay. cool. We have a couple of minutes before we have the news headlines. Let's squeeze a few more in. Jay has a 2016 Maserati. How do you say Ghibli? this? Ghibli. 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 Uh, 30,000 kilometers serviced until 2019. Jay wants to know how much it can be sold for. Did you say 2015? 16. 16. 30 kilometers, three years of servicing with Maserati left. Pretty good. I don't want to answer this, though, because I, I don't have the <laughs> best news about the Ghibli. The Ghibli's not been the success that Maserati hoped. Okay. Globally. What kind of um, what kind of car is this? Uh, so they, it's a kind of uh, a mid-sized luxury saloon. Yeah, uh, four-door. Yeah, it's okay. got... It's, um, very Maserati-ish in terms of it's got a lovely uh, interior and it makes a lovely noise and that yeah. kind of thing. Small, um, yeah, it's slightly it's, uh, smaller than the Quattroporte, if you know the Quattroporte. No, the, I the don't. Door. It's I like don't a BMW know. 3 Series kind of rival right. in size. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, but these cars have, have, have really dropped in value and, and, and it's, it's a lot of luxury for the money. But, you know, that, that car now will be... 175 something around that i think really? even less actually i think yeah. maybe 150 or something um, like that I, yeah. i'm trying to be wow. gentle with it you, know, wow. you, you step in and then you well but that's about half of of what the car is new. really yeah. Yeah. okay and is there a reason they're particularly affected by this is it because it's not quite one or the other it's not quite a sport you know a sports car you, you, a sort of roadster get, you get type. these you get these white elephant cars that yeah. come out that just aren't the success that, that people expected them for for example the four series bmw um, wasn't the success that, that BMW hoped it to be. And as a consequence, you can get some real bargains on the market. 
uh, in, you know, a, a 2017 uh, BMW 4 Series, you can pick up for 125, 130 now. That's true. It's amazing it's a great luxury car as well. and value yeah. for the, the money, and it just falls into that category, unfortunately. Okay. The Ghibli is a great car as well for the record. So mm. if you can pick one up for yeah, cheap, exactly. You know, so. so much, <laughs> so much luxury and performance for the yeah. money. Yeah. We're going to get a quick phone call now. Uh, very good afternoon. Who have we got on line one? Hello. Tell us about your car. Uh, Hi, uh, so, okay, um, so I have a Mazda, uh, Mazda 3 uh, 1.6, uh, it's a 2017 model, um, full options, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on an EMI uh, thing with it, and I'm, I think I'm, I'm, uh, I, I still have about 59,000 something to pay off, now uh, my question is that if I'm selling it off, um, oh sorry, I have 35,000 kilometers on it, uh, now my question is, if I'm selling it off, um, how much should I, I mean, uh, expect, uh, uh, you know, in terms of value? And if I'm selling a car off, uh, which is or, or, uh, on EMI, um, I mean, how do I go about it? Can I take this? Yeah. Sure, so yeah, too, yeah. look, when you when you've got a situation, uh, and a lot of people uh, sell their cars too soon uh, when they've got mm -hmm. when they've got outstanding finance on. If, if you really need to sell this car, then you, you need to sell it. I mean, regardless of the market value. I mean, I would put that car around 65. Um, you, you may even be a little bit less. Um, the kilometers are around average for, for, for the, the year of the car. But um, it's 35,000 kilometers. Oh, 35,000. Yeah, a little bit, little bit over average. In terms of, um, in terms of the, the sweet spot to sell, if, if you can, you want to sell around 2015. Um, that is the year um, to buy to sell now. So yours being a 17, you really want to sell it around 2020, three years old. That way you've got enough use of it and benefit of it and, and the depreciation isn't go going to hit you as hard. But a one-year-old car, you're going to get hit the hardest in terms of depreciation now. So if you don't need to oh. sell it, don't sell it. Believe me, just try and hang on and, and, and wait. Uh, and that mm -hmm. will be the, as they say, bang for buck, the, the most value you're going to get from that car. But it's, you need to sell it okay. around three years old, not, not after one year old. How does that sound? Uh -huh. Actually, I'm not planning to sell it right away, um, but the, uh, the, the reason why I wanted to know how to go about it is because I might want to sell it off next year because uh, I might leave, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'll not need the car. Need the car mm, that's, a for, that's a forced uh, sale, though. That's, so, yeah, you're having to sell it then. So if you've got yeah, then, I mean, not right now. Mm. If, yeah. if you've got outstanding finance on the car... Um, so you can't uh, you can't change the ownership if there's still outstanding uh, outstanding finance on it. But uh, you can there are ways you can work around this. Uh, what most people do is um, uh, if you're selling it onto an individual, then the individual that you're selling it to will give you the amount that's outstanding on the car left, and then you hand over the keys, for example, or you kind of uh, write a little contract between each other saying oh, this car is going to go to you. Then you go to the bank and you pay off the outstanding finance. Uh, then you can you're free to go to the RTA and uh, transfer the ownership, and then you can take the rest of the money uh, that you've agreed on for yeah. the car, and then uh, and then that's the done deal basically. Okay, uh, best of right, luck. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Cash or trash. So lots and lots of texts in for you both, and we'll start with. 
an Altima. Is that a Nissan? I think. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I'll give you some microphone, Tom, so you can answer me. Oh, thanks. It is a <laughs> Nissan. Okay. So I'm learning. So this is a 2014 Nissan Altima mid-option, 135,000 kilometres. It's in excellent condition. How much can we expect that to go for? Uh, my initial, my off the top of my head, I would say forty to fifty thousand dirhams. Okay. Is it a is it a fourteen? It says t- yeah, two thousand and fourteen. Can yeah. I, can I trim you down? Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> with fight, those, with fight, those, those kilometers, no, twenty five. Ah, okay. no, yeah, I the, think that's the, a bit the harsh. SV, the SV goes for around uh, thirty five with those type of kilometers, but if it's if it's mid option, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I don't want to. I just, Should we say twenty-five to fifty then? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Wanna, I don't want to send this guy um, out to having the time of his life this weekend and then be disappointed. Yeah, Gibran, it looks like um, you could get lucky, but you're cautioning against being too op- optimistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just um, we just sold a, an SV with a um, little bit less kilometers for that, and it was just just about thirty-four thousand. So mm. um, that. That mid-option one will be with with one thirty-three on the clock will be uh, a lot less. Yeah. Okay. There's no name on this one. This is a uh, 2017 Jimmy. Uh, what is your opinion of the vehicle uh, in terms of its ability on and off-road? And there's not a question about the price. Oh yeah. No. How much would you, would you pay for it? And is it a great vehicle for on and off-road? I don't actually know the price of the what the Jimmy's Suzuki, go for. New. Suzuki, Jimmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, sure what they're, they're going for. They're new. cool. They're cool. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the new the new version the of new it. Version looks, looks like a G wagon. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> people are going crazy for this car. Apparently, they're going to be sold out for months and months ahead. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have to look so, I, um, really, I it, imagine yeah. a mini G wagon. Yeah. See, it literally I like looks, the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool looking. Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. I'm just looking at a picture online. You're absolutely right. It's got that kind of Tonka truck kind of square square look to it. Um, yeah, that. G-wagon so to answer swag. the question, I mean, we, I, I didn't hear what year it was. Or, or uh, the 2017. So, the, so the last, the this is someone one, looking yeah. to buy a 2017 Jimmy. You, you know, do you think it's good, and what should I be paying for it? Yeah, and yeah, it's a good car, definitely. But it's the old, so, the old shape now. Yeah, so I would say um, hold out until the new one comes out uh, yeah. because that's going to be markedly improved. Um, and then yeah. a, you might prefer it, and b, if you don't prefer it, you'll get this one at a much cheaper price. Exactly. Yeah, and you're yeah. so close to new car price when it's only a year old. I mean, if mm. you and. Those new ones, they will they will hold their value for a while because they're they're really going to be in demand. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I want to take this one next because this is a car brand I don't really understand. I don't have much awareness of it, but I see quite a few of them around here. Lincolns. This mm. is a Lincoln MKZ 2014. They've got 88,000 kilometres on the clock, under warranty until 2019. No accidents. They're asking how much could they get for that? So Lincoln is part of the Ford family. Okay. So if you if you go down to uh, Ford Althea, you'll see the Lincoln brand right next to Ford. Um, I kind of think of them as uh, the the M. Did you say it's an MKX? M- MKZ. Yeah, uh, MKZ. So it's kind of like uh, Ford, uh, similar to the Ford Edge. Um, oh, is it not the saloon? I thought it was the uh, the MKZ was the. Oh no, the uh, M- sorry, the MKX is is the SUV. Yeah, so yeah. it's a, yeah, it's it's more of a saloon car. Yeah, um, it's kind of like Mondeo size. Yeah, it's the, like a fancy the, Mondeo. The luxury, basically. the luxury version of, of, of the Ford. Ford Mondeo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's got yeah. nice features: sat nav, reversing cameras, cooling seats, keyless entry, etc. Yeah, um, they're very nice cars. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But they're, yeah. they're they're you're you're spot on when you say that they're not that well known. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, it's. Um, Lincoln's very well known in the US, yeah. for sure. Mm. But here it's not got the traction 
So um, for resale, if it hasn't got that traction, what, what could this person get for 88,000 kilometres on a Lincoln MKZ? 2014 model, so it's four years old. Mm. Uh, is there enough demand to make that resale worth it? They sell, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, like with anything, they sell because they're quite well-priced. Um, you do get quite a lot of luxury for the money, um, even when they're new, actually. Um, so, yeah, I would... Uh, I'd hope you'd get at least above 50 for that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe a bit more, in fact. Yeah, 50,000 dirhams. Okay, Marco's text in. Uh, this is a 2015 Kia Optima mid-option, 62,000 kilometres. What should Marco expect to get for that? 2016. 2015. Oh, 15. So yeah, and the Optima is a nice car. I mean, Kia, we've talked about this before on the show, Kia and Hyundai, Korean brands, they've they've really come forward the last five years. I mean, mm. in terms of of luxury yeah. uh, in terms of performance, everything. And and the Optima's a little bit more of a, a premium Kia. Yeah. Um but I would I would imagine around sixty. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'd 60, say. Yeah, sixty yeah. thousand dirhams. Yeah. Okay. Uh two thousand sixteen Jaguar XFR Sport twenty five T. Don't know what that means. Twenty five T. Uh that's the engine size yeah. two point five liter turbo. Okay. turbo yeah. Yeah. What are we thinking that's worth? What, what year was it, sorry? 2016. Mm. So those are actually, uh, you see these on, on uh, Dubizzle, and they're actually very well priced. Um, you kind of think, how can such a nice car, because, I mean, Jaguar, you can compare them to Mercedes or BMW or any of those, and uh, and but they're much cheaper on the second-hand market than uh, their competitors. Uh, I reckon you could, um, you could pick one as a buyer, you can pick one of those up for about... 100 to 120. Um, if you're a seller, you'd probably want to stick it up for maybe 130 and see what happened. But uh, yeah, I think about 100 to 120 would be uh, yeah. another more brand accurate. Jaguar yeah. that hasn't got the traction that it has in Europe. Yeah. Uh, and you can pick up so much luxury for the money with yeah. a Jaguar, especially I, on the second hand. I really yeah. like them. Is it an F type convertible? Is oh, that? such a nice. They car, are yeah. so beautiful. <clears throat> do they do they um, lose their value quite quickly? Actually, they do. They keep their value because oh. I think I was hoping they, to get a bargain. Yeah, so the, I, mean, I, I saw one recently. Uh, it was a 2014 model, and it had done about sixty thousand kilometers, and it was up on Dubizzle for about one hundred and forty thousand. Which I think that's a that's a bargain, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you've you've got a different variants. You've got the S and you've got the R. Yeah, this was the um, S. But the, the, the S is the is the one to go for the the, the one in the middle. And uh, yeah, I've seen them even as low as one twenty five, one thirty with higher kilometers. Mm. Real, real fantastic car. Genuinely fantastic. Yeah. Okay, we have Khaled on line one, and Khaled has a BMW. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Hi. It's tell Khaled. us. How are you? Hi, Khaled. Tell us about your BMW. Yes, I have actually. I have a three. Uh, BMW 3 Series, mm-hmm. 316i. Uh, it made 152,000 kilometers. Okay. And Yeah, and it's the basic option, actually. I bought it from the AGMC, um, the, the pre-owned cars. Okay. Which uh, year? What so, year is it? Uh, it's 2013. 13. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I was wondering how much will I... Can I expect the best price for it? Uh, so I mean, it's the base model, and it's done quite a few thousand kilometers. So um, you're not going to get a huge amount for it compared to maybe some others on um, that uh, you can buy. Uh, I would say yeah. um, F- probably fifty thousand. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's the yeah being that's that's the entry level car. I mean, the people that go for that usually are, the, are people that enjoy the fuel economy. I mean, it's a great car if you have to pound that uh, E11 down to Abu Dhabi and back every day. Um, but yeah, all things considered, it's it's uh, around forty five fifty. Is that what you were expecting, Khaled? Forty five fifty. 
45 and 50. Yeah, I think so. I asked around and that's the price that I got. Okay, best of luck with the sale. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling. Uh, just final quick text, Rod. Yeah, actually, we've got two uh, two dodges in, so I want to do a bit mm. of a battle of the dodges. One text right after the other. First one is, how much for a dodged Challenger full agency service 2013 model? It's done 197,000 kilometres. Oh. It's quite a few. <laughs> That's the spoiler. The second one is a Dodge Charger Rally 2015 bought in 2016, driven 73,000. Excellent condition. So those are two different people, both got dodgers looking to sell let's do the dodge challenger yeah, first i'll, I'll so. take the challenger so um which engine is it though sorry it's full agency so 23 2013 model and they just say dodge challenger that's yeah, it yeah we, we, let's just assume it's the bigger hemi engine um they're they're a lot more uh scarce than the chargers the challenges um I, i'm personally more of a fan of the challenger than the uh the charger. I think it's just because it has uh, a more classic look for me, and, and I'm, a, a I'm a guy. Car. Yeah, I'm a guy that was born in the '70s, so I, I love I love those American classic looks. Um, but those kilometers are killing everything. Mm. I mean, mm. 2013. Great that it's GCC and hopefully documented service history. But you know, anybody that buys that's 3,000 kilometers away from a 200,000 kilometer car. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would imagine uh, you'll be looking at around 35, 40,000 for that car. Yeah, mm. I would say put it up for 40 and then mm. see what happens basically. And yeah. Tom, do you want to take the Dodge Charger quickly then? Um, that's 2015 model and it's done 73,000 kilometers. Excellent condition, this person says. What can they get for resale? Uh, I would hope you could uh, get at least 70,000 for that. Uh, that sounds like a pretty good, uh, a pretty... Um, yeah, about 70,000, I'd say. Okay, we're going to try and fly through as many of these as we can. So stay tuned if you have a Durango, uh, a Nissan Murano, a Chevy Silverado, a Dodge Ram SRT that's slightly modified. More details on that coming up next. Cash or trash? So we're going to try and canter through these as quickly mm. as possible. We have a Durango top of the range, 2011, 130,000 kilometres, uh, immaculate condition. What price are we talking? Uh, 45 or 50,000? No, no, it's 11, um, maybe 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure, and the yeah. kilometres are getting up there as well. Mm. Okay. We've got a couple of slightly older cars coming in, in fact. Uh, we've also got a Chevrolet CR8. That's from 2008. It says it's got the manual SL26.0. Not sure what that is. That is that a type a of gear? Gear? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heavily modified, 625 horsepower, 60,000 kilometres on the clock. That's from Ricky. That's not going to be worth that much, to be honest. So in, uh, but it's one of those cars where it's what we're, if somebody's attracted to it, they'll they'll pay for it. Yeah, I mean, it's getting that power down on the road is is half the battle of that car. It's a lot of horsepower, but um, you know, it's a huge amount going to the in the, the general market to the rear wheels. Like, yeah. no, normal people aren't going to be that interested in it. I yeah, think, you and, need, uh, you need to. I would be I would be sending that car into in, into the a uh, different market into the Facebook groups of the, okay. the owners and stuff like that. Well, the Dodge. Ricky's got back in touch. He also has a 2006 Dodge Ram SRT. Is that the one that we've just done? No, no, no. no. This is a different one. So Ricky also has this. Um, So Ricky is aware. He says, are there any estimates on current prices in a market for these types of selective cars? Because, as you mentioned, it's not a normal sale that someone is going to be looking for on Dubizzle. So Ricky is quite aware of that. So this is a 2006 Dodge Ram SRT 10. It's an 8.3 litre V10 done 60,000 kilometres, slightly modified, he says. I'm not sure if that's with a wink or not. 600 horsepower, but this is an original, one of 500 in midnight black. And if we're 
a sucker for anything in this part of the world is something that's one of 500. Mm. The exclusivity is, is quite but important you've got, here. But you've got to know what you're looking for. That's, that's the issue there. So you need to find a captive audience. Generally, just putting it out on Debizzle, you may well find somebody, but you'll, you'll be far more effective going into uh, clubs and groups, you know, so the Dodge Owners Club in the UAE, Facebook groups for mm -hmm. Dodge, etc. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to be attractive because they, they become your salespeople. They actually will then spread the links, spread the word out there. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, you know, you need, a, you need a bit of a plan for this. By all means, put the advert on Debizzle, but also secondary, uh, start Link to get it, it out to a few in, groups. into yeah. the groups. Yeah. Okay. It's a really cool car, though. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if someone around uh, kind of thought mm. if they if they really like their trucks and it, it yeah that that could end up being quite a collector's item actually like in 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 five or ten years. Okay, let's see how many of these we can fire through quickly. Nissan Murano 2015 full options, agency maintained, eighty thousand kilometers. What price, Matthew? That's the, the the top of the range Murano's. They'll go with normal kilometers for around seventy five, but that's a little bit higher than normal. Um, I would have said normal would be around 50,000 kilometers. So trim that back a little bit, 65, 70. Okay, uh, Tom, Chevy Silverado, 2013, 130,000 kilometers. Gareth wants to know what's it worth. Uh, probably about uh, 70 or 80,000 just because of the kilometers. Okay, we have a couple of Fords in, 2013 Ford Edge, 82,000 MKs. I don't know what that means. Uh, maybe just supposed to be kilometers, kilometers and they've just... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, you've got different <laughs> variants of that car. Um, you've got the base model, you've got the uh, sport model, etc. So that will just go s straight down the middle. But if it's if with those kilometers, you're looking around 40, 45. Hashir also has a, a Ford. This is a 2015 Ford Explorer XLT. 53,000 kilometers, full service history, warranty until 2020. Hashir wants to know what's it worth. Yeah, good with the warranty and an XLT yeah. around that. You're looking about 85. Mm -hmm. um, very attractive car. I, I, you know, you, you own that for a couple of years. You've got peace of mind. They usually come with service contracts as well. Yeah. So it's all bundled in and, you know, you drive it and, and uh, forget about everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have a BMW 528i 2016 service and warranty till 2021. 46,000 kilometers. What's that worth? We've had this conversation. 2016 seems a bit early. It's, it's an easy one to price because about two hours ago, um, one of the exact cars similar to that, we were just moving um, and that went for around 130,000. So that should be quite easy to price. Let's do some Porsches because we get these in every hmm. week. I know we do uh, Porsche, Porsche Caymans quite frequently. Um, somebody says, want to check on a Porsche Cayman GT4 versus Corvette 2016 model upwards. That's Mohammed. Ooh. Do you want to take that, Tom? Uh, so <laughs> they're completely different cars. I mean, the, yeah. the GT4, the Cayman, that will be uh, more of a collector's item. Big it's, wing on uh, it. Yeah, it's got yeah. a big wing. It's uh, If you're into your track days and things like that, that would be the one to go for. Uh, if you want to do a bit of posing and want something that's just exciting and looks great and uh, makes a lot of noise, then uh, go for the Corvette, basically. Uh, both great driver's cars uh, for different reasons. I, yeah. the, the Cayman will hold its value much better. Okay. Probably, yeah, probably, yeah. 2012 Panamera, 25,000 kilometers, so low mileage. The car's in excellent condition, has been maintained with the agency. How much is it worth? They took a bit of a beating when the new model came out mm -hmm. and... Um, uh, and the, the residual values of them has re really dropped. Is it just a normal Panamera or S? It doesn't or? say anything, yeah, anything I, I, further. Again, we have to just, because you've got the the regular Panamera, the S, the GTS, the Turbo, so we'll just guess that it's an S. 
Um, kilometers are nice for the age, mm -hmm. considering it's a six-year-old car now. But still, you're going to be looking around 75, 80,000 for that car. Oh, I'd say it, a bit more, actually. They've uh, really dropped uh, lately. That's the problem with those cars. There's a lot on the market if you go and have a yeah, look. Yeah, it's great for buyers, uh, but even mm. so, I, I'd say uh, above 100, I'd say at least. Well, you could, uh, you could try... And even as a buyer, you'd think yeah, 100, you, 100 grand for that amount of car. You can try really higher. Um, there's nothing wrong with that and see how the market see works. Goes, but yeah. I, I know recently I was looking and I was quite surprised how much the older Panameras have dropped now because mm. the, 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 the slightly younger ones, the 14 and 15s, they've come down, which has then pushed the price of it's the 12s, yeah, et cetera, yeah. down. Mm. And they're expensive to maintain as well. Once yeah. they go out, once they're out of yeah, uh, warranty. Exactly, yeah. Always worth extending that Porsche warranty. Porsche will allow you to extend it up to the 10th year, and that's a, always a great thing to do when you're, you're running a car like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, no time for any more cars on Cash or Trash. Always does get super busy. We never can quite squeeze them in. So stay tuned next Thursday. We will be doing the same thing. Final word for you both, though. This is an interesting question. Uh, how can I ship my car to my home country, Macedonia? Now, I don't want to jump the gun here, but I'm going to guess both of you are going to say it depends what car it is if you really want to go to that length of expense. Yeah, uh, the value yeah, is very yeah. crucial here. Yeah, I mean, we don't uh, have the detail of what kind of car uh, it is. Uh, if it's if it's got even if it's not worth much, but if it's got a lot of sentimental value, then I can understand that. But uh, yeah, just be aware it's going to cost a lot no matter what you do. And I don't know what the tax laws are in Macedonia. Taking uh, tax out the equation because maybe none of us know that off the top of our heads. Yeah. But <laughs> you're looking around three thousand euros to move that car mm. from here to Macedonia, and then the applicable taxes um, yeah. at the other end. Okay, but you know that's even to convert that to dirhams, just over ten thousand dirhams. But um, in terms of uh, the car value, that's going to be the driver, whether that's going to be economical to move or not. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry to any of the messages we didn't get to. We will try and get to them next week. So stay tuned. Big thanks to Tom Pay, who's the editor from Yellow Compare. Tom, great to see you as always. Thanks for having me. And Matthew Davidson, who's the head of motor services at Dubizzle. Great to have the knowledge of both of you today, Matthew. Thank great you. To have see a you lovely too. weekend. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.